to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about creative people leveraging their brilliance to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the chorus of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast. Hey, Brilliant Squad. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. If you're new here, welcome. I'm your host, Monique Malcolm, and the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast is a show for creative people who want to create their own opportunities and make money by leveraging their ideas, talents, and skills. Basically what I call Pimping Your Brilliance. This is episode number 70, so if you want show notes and information about any of the resources shared, you can find them at pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash 70. Before we jump into today's episode, which is a juicy one, I think, I just want to let you know that this show is sponsored by The Visionary Journal. The Visionary Journal is a day planner with vision, encompassing everything you need to successfully achieve your goals. It seamlessly blends goal setting, visualization, planning your day-to-day, and regular review to help you get from idea to done. To learn more about The Visionary Journal, you can visit visionaryjournal.co. And as a side note, this is a great time to reassess your goals and think about what you want to achieve for the remainder of this year. I know it's August, but there's still a solid four months left in the year. A lot can be done, but you need a plan. And the Visionary Journal will help you achieve that. So again, if you want to learn more about it, visit visionaryjournal.co and check it out. Okay, so let's talk about today's episode. Because you guys really love when I share behind the scenes things that are happening in my life. And that is exactly what this episode is about. We're going to be talking about burnout and specifically four tips to overcome burnout. They are actually four things that I am currently putting into practice because surprise, surprise, I have found myself spiraling in this burnout dungeon of terribleness. <laughs> and I'll I'll share with you guys how this happened and how I even realized that I was burnt out. But let's start at the top because maybe you've never experienced burnout before. And if you haven't, congratulations. But at some point, every creative does deal with burnout. It's very common, especially amongst us solopreneurs, creative hustlers, people with small teams, because we're wearing so many hats at one time in the pursuit of our passions or the work that we love. And it is really easy to burn yourself out. Contrary to what you may believe, you can love your work. You can be passionate about it. You can think it's the best thing ever and still get burnt out. Just because you're passionate about something, it's what you love to do. That does not automatically stop you from experiencing burnout at some period of time. As I mentioned, it's really, really easy to find yourself in a place of feeling burnt out. So what exactly is burnout? Or what do I mean when I'm talking about burnout? Burnout is a state of chronic stress. It manifests itself in many different ways, but most of the time you'll find it as physical and emotional exhaustion, physical symptoms like headaches, stomach aches, intestinal issues, and reduced performance. So it's pretty much every single thing that you don't want in the pursuit of building your dream creative business because none of those things are aiding productivity or creativity or implementing things. They are actually all of the things that are stopping you from being creative, productive, 
enthusiastic, excited about your work. If you feel like you, these symptoms are starting to pop up, then you may be already burnt out or on the path to burnout. And the scary thing is that burnout really creeps up on you. One day you feel fine, you're enthusiastic, and then you find yourself in this spiral of exhaustion and disillusionment and frustration, and you've hit burnout and you never even saw it coming. And that's kind of what happened to me this summer. And I wanna share how I fast-tracked my way to burnout because I think that this is, again, something that's very, very common. We don't talk about it enough and maybe we should talk about it more. And, you know, in some ways, in hindsight, I feel like I should have recognized the signs faster. But when you're in the trenches of building a business and solving your problems and trying to help people and you're too close to your work, it's really easy to overlook the problems. And that's essentially what happened. So Brit Q in summer 2019. The school years for me are very long and tiring. I have a, a teen and, you know, the whole teen thing, attitudes, not wanting to do homework, being butts and just being annoying. So for me, the summer, I really think of it as my rest and reset season for my business and for my life because my son is home and that's a really great reminder for me to work less and try to spend some time away from my computer. Going into this summer, I knew ahead of time that it was going to be a very busy summer because I had a lot of personal travel. Everybody wanted to get married this summer and this year. <laughs> and of course, when you RSVP to these things, you need to keep your commitments. So I had a full summer going into it. I knew I was going to be taking a lot of trips and spending a lot of time with family and friends. And I just assumed that would be enough downtime. But actually, the opposite happened. Right before summer vacation started, I made this really big change in my business and I don't remember what episode this was, but I talked about how to know when there's time for pivoting your business. If you haven't listened to that, go back a few episodes. But essentially, I decided to split my business into two separate entities. So instead of Keep Chasing the Stars being this one all-encompassing like umbrella business, I wanted Pimp Your Brilliance to be separate and to kind of serve a separate audience with that while still keeping Keep Chasing the Stars as my e-commerce business, like basically where I'm selling my planners and talking about goals. And I mean, this is like a very exciting change, but I just didn't really think, I don't want to say I didn't think it through. I did not think about the pacing of these changes. There was a lot behind the scenes that required changing and fixing and tweaking and untangling. And it felt like all of that stuff needed to be done right away. And I'm a person who likes to move when it's time to go, I want to go. So I decided I'm going to fix all these things and I'm going to fix them now. But suddenly everything was urgent. And that was kind of strike one. Because when everything is suddenly urgent, how do you have time to do your normal day-to-day -day operations plus all the urgent things plus prepare for travel? So I started out the summer already feeling behind because immediately when summer vacation started for my son, we took a family vacation for a week. And I feel like that kind of set this stage of feeling all summer like I was running out of time, like I was, out, like I was behind and that I had to play catch up. On top of those changes that I made, I also decided why not develop a new product? I have uh, the Brilliance Lounge, formerly Star Chasers United, and I decided 
I'm gonna launch my signature course inside of this community and it's gonna be great. Because again, you know, as I said, the summer is my slow season. So I'm still thinking about like, the summer is slow, I'll have plenty of time to do this. But of course, being the overachiever that I am, and again, a person who just likes to get things done and move quickly, I gave myself an impossibly short self-imposed deadline and I was ready to go. I was like, here we go, I'm gonna do this thing. That was strike two. At this point, it might be becoming clear to you that I was setting myself up on this stressful and unsustainable path, but it wasn't clear to me. In fact, I brought on two new clients in two days. And to be fair, I did not seek these clients out. They came to me um, asking for help with things that I felt really confident I could do. There were things that I did all the time. I didn't think it was gonna be hard work. So I was like, yeah, sure, you know, Again, the summer is slow. Why not say yes to paid work? And surprise, surprise, that was strike three. The one thing that I didn't account for with all of these projects and this travel and all of these things that I had going on was how much having a busy travel schedule really affects my work and how I operate. Because whenever I travel, that sets me behind. Being a solopreneur, and this is one of the challenges, even with a virtual assistant and, you know, help with the podcast, I am the cog that keeps the machine running. And if I'm not working, neither is the machine. So every time I prepare to leave for a trip, I have to work on my current projects. Plus I have to work even harder to try to get ahead for the future. So if I'm traveling, I need to make sure the podcast is ready to go out and newsletters are written and social media things are scheduled. So it makes whatever work you're doing currently twice as much work because you're doing work now and then you're doing work for the future. So I didn't really, I don't think I really in my mind thought about how much work it was going to be to be traveling and have so many days away while also trying to maintain all of these projects. So needless to say, that really set me on this path to burnout. And it took me a really, really long while, basically all summer to recognize that was the problem. And I think the first the first real realization that I was burnt out or nearing that was having a conversation with my husband where I just said, like, this summer has not been restful and I'm tired. Like that that was the thing that I kept on finding myself say, like, I'm just so tired. And uh, during that conversation with him, he was like, why don't you take a break, like rest? And it was like, no, that's crazy. I have so much work to do. And he was like, but you can pause and you can take a break. And I just really thought, nope, this is crazy. Like I can't, I can't rest. I, I have these things that I've committed to. I've told people I'm doing these things and I need to get them done. All the while really struggling with like feeling excited about the product that I said I was going to create and feeling enthusiastic enough to do the work that normally is not a big deal for me. Like when it's, when I'm ready to create, I'm ready. And I thought that I was ready, but I just kept finding myself pushing me at the timeline, procrastinating, changing things, not really feeling excited about the work. And then I started having these headaches, which is really strange for me because I rarely ever get headaches. And on the rare occasions when I do, if I take a nap, it'll go away. But I kept getting like these headaches behind my eyes. And one of my trips that I took was for a bachelorette weekend for a good friend of mine, Ashley. 
the first night of that trip, I had to leave uh, early because I got this migraine and I was in the bathroom of this bar, like puking, but I hadn't drank anything. I hadn't eaten anything. I just had like this migraine that I could not shake. And so a friend like caught an Uber home, like caught an Uber to the place we were staying back with me because I just, I couldn't do it. I, I was too sick. So that was kind of like a wake up call for me because I was like, why am I getting like this random migraine out of nowhere? But it was just that one time, but these headaches, they kept popping up, popping up. But I think it all really just came to a head when I just realized like this year, my school circumstances are changing. My son, again, he's in high school. This year, he's going to be on the swim team. And I started thinking about all of the practice and stuff that I need to do to stay on top of that and not even thinking about the practice and stuff we were doing this summer to get him prepared to join the team. And out of the blue, a friend called and she was just like, how's things going? And I just told her, I was like, I'm just so tired, like tired, physically tired. Like I just, I could just sleep for days and I still feel tired. And she was like, I think you're burnt out. And we had a really good conversation about what was I going to do about that? How was I going to rest And I credit that conversation. This was um, my friend Krista, by the way, Krista Myers. And she has been a guest on this show a couple of times. But it was at that point when I really started thinking about, oh my gosh, I have hit burnout. And as I started retracing the steps of the summer, I realized like, yep, all of the signs are there. (laughs) And it took me months to realize that, like the entire summer to realize that. But She asked the important question, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do to rest? And that is when I came up with these four tips that I'm about to share with you for how I plan to overcome burnout. So number one, the first thing was to reevaluate my current goals. So I had to take a step back and really think about what goals I set for this year, what was left to be done, what did I feel like I could still do with the balance of time left in this year? What what were things that I still felt excited about or that I really, really, really wanted to happen this year? And I settled on three things. The first one is the Brilliant Sound community. I have a goal. I want to have 50 paid members in that community by the end of the year. And I think it's completely doable if I put all the proper systems in place. So that was number one. Number two Planner season will be here before we know it. So I wanted to sell more planners, more copies of the Visionary Journal. That's my baby. And then the third thing was to work on this book project. So I've had this, I have, I actually have two book projects, (laughs) but there's one that I want to finish before the balance of this year is over. And so that is the third project. And it's always been in my mind that I would work on that project in the fall. And the fall will be here before you know it. So that's it. Like those are the three projects. Those are three top priorities for my business. And it's plenty of work. Each one of those things has like multiple milestones within it that need to be reached in order for it to happen. But that's it. So I have consciously decided to choose to focus on just three things. Three things that will make me feel most accomplished at the end of the year that will make room for related projects in the future. And it's plenty of work to keep me busy. So that was number one. Number two, and this one is a kind of a big one. 
And it was really why I decided to do this episode. Because this, it's an it's been an easy decision to make, but I really struggle with that. And here's the thing. Most creatives are not talking about how they need to scale back their content creation. But many of us are burnt out from content creation. When you think about how and why, it's really not surprising because most of the messaging around creating content is centered around the idea that we need to create more, we need to create it faster, we need to create it better, and we need to create it for every single platform. And when you think about the way that social networks operate, the algorithms favor you creating content, you churning out content. They reward you for it. If you're on Instagram and you consistently put out good content, they show you higher in the feed and you get more engagement and they show your stuff to more people. When you drop off of Instagram for a period of time, you get less engagement. So you're punished for not showing up. You're rewarded for showing up there constantly. And at this point, I mean, people have entire social media strategies built around this amazing content. But the reality is it's not sustainable. And I've hosted this podcast weekly for over two years now. We hit two years in May and I enjoy it. But I always refer to this show as a labor of love. And that's because it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of planning and commitment to do a weekly show that doesn't have built-in breaks like a seasonal show. So that being said, I've decided to make Pimp Your Brilliance a bi-weekly podcast. I'm going to be putting out two episodes a month and focusing on adding more value for my current listeners and then promoting the show to grow my listenership beyond the people who have already been here supporting the show. And this is like a really hard decision for me because I started thinking about what about my numbers because you get more downloads when you put out more shows and all these things. But I'm giving myself permission to get off of the content creation hamster wheel a bit because in the past two plus years, I've put out over 90 episodes. I know at the beginning of the show, I said this is episode 70. But for those of you who are OGs who've been with me from the beginning, you'll remember I did an episode and then a mini-sode. And I did that up until like mini-sode 19. So there's like 19 weirdly named episodes out in the archives. So we're actually closer to like, goodness, almost uh, 100 episodes or so. And even though I really love the show, it is a lot to put this on. Um every single week and not have breaks. And if you've noticed the past week, I've just been rebroadcasting some old episodes because the other thing is, what do you do with podcast episodes? When you have a weekly show every single week, you show up, you have that show that goes live, you try to promote as much as you can in a week, and then you have another episode to promote and it's just endless. There is no end to it. So I'd rather focus on creating more value making these shows better with more information to help you grow your creative businesses, have better interviews and and more amazing guests and really focus on promoting and like spreading the show as far and wide as we can. So that is number two, scale back your content creation. So that's what I'm doing. You don't have to be on all platforms and guess what? You can decide to be on less or produce less content and everybody will be fine. You will be fine. 
Number three, set firmer work boundaries for yourself. And this is a challenge for myself all the time because when you work from home, maintaining boundaries between your home life and your work really is a challenge because it's so easy to work at your desk while you're eating dinner or while you're eating breakfast or, you know, during the, like, you'll just, I've just got to check my email really quickly. And the next thing you know, two hours later, you're still at your desk. And I'm very guilty of this. So one of the things that I am doing to overcome burnout is setting firmer boundaries around my work hours. I've given myself a start date, not a start date, a start time and an end time. And any work that falls outside of those hours, it just gets shelved to the next day. I'm also going back to having a firmer morning routine because that was really great for me when I got up and went through like a series of things. I would read or journal or go to the gym. That worked really well. And I liked sitting down to my desk, not feeling rushed, not feeling panicked that I need to hurry up and start my day because I'm already behind. I just sat down with like a nice, calm frame of mind. And I want to get back to that. And if you're a side hustler, you can set similar boundaries for yourself. Even if you don't work from home full time, you can set boundaries around how late you work, how late you stay up working after hours, or how many hours you'll work over the weekend. Because the bottom line is you can't work all the time. You think you can, you might want to because you feel like you're behind and you're trying to catch up. But this is a marathon, boo. It's not a sprint and you're not competing with anybody. You are just working for yourself and you're competing against yourself. And if yourself is not at its best, it's not at peak performance, you're not going to get very far anyway. So set some boundaries for yourself. And then the fourth way, I feel like this is self-explanatory, but I'm going to say it because we need to say it. It needs to be said. Take a break and rest. That was Chris's advice to me. That is my advice to you. Rest, self-care, fun. Those are essentials in your life. These are not optional. These are not negotiables. You need to be intentional about doing these things. And I'm saying this to myself as much as I'm saying it to you. So I'm intentionally moving at a slower pace for the little bit of summer that we have left and making space for more rest. So for myself, that's been shutting off the computer and laying on the couch and watching TV or laying on the couch and playing music and reading a book. I've been reading, I'm actually reading two books currently. <laughs> I'm listening to one as an audiobook and I'm reading another. I love thrillers and like psychological thr- thrillers, detective books. So I am trying to tap back into one of my oldest loves, which is reading because that's just a really great way to escape and think about other stuff. And it's just Things that I just want to read just because it makes me feel good. And I think that's important, making sure that you take a break and rest. So for a really quick recap, the four tips that I shared for overcoming burnout. Number one, reevaluate your current goals. Two, scale back on your content creation. Three, set firmer boundaries for yourself, especially around your working hours. And number four, take a break and rest. And those are my tips for how you can overcome burnout. So I would love to know, what do you thought about this episode? Are you currently experiencing burnout? Have you experienced burnout previously? I would love to know, like, what did you think about this? That being said, there is not going to be a show next week. You will hear from me again in two weeks. So 
keep that in mind. No show next week. Two weeks from now, there will be another show and we will kind of keep with this bi-weekly pace and see how it goes. So let me know your thoughts, you guys. You can hit me up online at Pimp Your Brilliance on Instagram. You can also email me hello at Pimp Your Brilliance and you can share your thoughts with me there. I'd love to know what you guys thought about this episode and also what you want to know about for future episodes. So hit me up. And until next time, go out there and pimp your brilliance.